You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and this is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions. And I'm now joined in studio by our journalist, Bernie English. Bernie, how are you? I'm good, Keen, and yourself? I'm not too bad. I'm a bit cold. It is a little bit chilly, <laughs> isn't it? Chilly. Yeah, yeah, we've been kicking the heaters in here all week, but uh, <laughs> they haven't responded so far. <laughs> well, hopefully soon. Uh, in this week's Limerick Post newspaper, Bernie, uh, there's a story about baby steps for mother's mental health. Yes, this is, um, we don't often have nice things to say about the uh, health services in Limerick, but we have to say this is an absolutely excellent service. So for the last 18 months, um, the University Maternity Hospital Limerick has been offering a quite unique mental health service for women after they give birth. And a total of 1,700 mothers have taken advantage of this uh, in in that 18 months, which is an extraordinary number. And the thing about it is that all too often after a woman has a child, there's a huge focus on the child's health. There's a huge focus on her physical health. Um, There's an awful lot, particularly with a first baby, there's an awful lot to absorb. Mm -hmm. It's a huge lifestyle change, as any parent will know. And it can, a lot of women suffer from postnatal depression that goes completely undiagnosed. And it absolutely can destroy a mother's relationship with her baby for many years. And an awful lot of women, you know, we've all heard about the three-day baby blues. Sometimes that doesn't go away. And sometimes women are depressed before the birth. And increasing research into this area shows that a lot of women have difficulty with mental health issues in and around the time of giving birth. But, you know, it's very difficult when you've just had a beautiful, healthy baby and everyone's saying how happy you ought to be to admit that there's anything wrong. And you have to congratulate the maternity now for putting this service forward, where they're being proactive and giving giving women an opportunity to actually speak about this and to be listened to. Um, Hence the very high take-up. And this week they were marking the 18-month anniversary with um, a fun workshop where paediatricians, doctors, midwives, gynaecologists and service users all got together to play a board game which helps them called... uh, Whose Shoes. <laughs> and it's a board game that was designed so that people would actually be able to put themselves in each other's shoes. Both the mothers putting themselves in the paediatricians and the doctors, the doctors doing vice versa. And it was a great success by all accounts. The service is a great success and long may it continue because I know there's lots of women needed. Well, in recent years, it's only people have been started to speak about their mental health openly. Indeed, but I, in some in some respects... Um, but there is a lot of pressure socially on new mothers oh totally yeah to yeah, make it you know. look like they're having a brilliant time their baby is the best oh yeah and, and, and huge pressure to make sure yeah. that the child is well turned out and the yeah. house is perfect and you know beautiful home-cooked meals are on the table you know it's a bit it, it doesn't matter what age we're living in you're you, you become a step for a wife when you yeah. become a mother and you might know <laughs> which end to put the banappi on but like that's that's you know and you're tired and you're wrecked and and you've all that pressure and then if you have a partner or a husband on the scene, you've, there's a whole different dynamic for that relationship yeah. and you have to try and adjust that. And if you don't have a husband or a partner or support on the scene, then you're trying to do it all yourself. So it's hardly a wonder, but, it's, but still in some respects, um, postnatal depression is the one taboo that still isn't really talked about. If people look at you and say, you know, you're made to feel ungrateful for having had a healthy child. Yeah. You say, well, if there's something wrong with the baby, we would understand, you know. <laughs> But uh, there's nothing wrong with the baby except you've never had one before. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, is that a shock. 
So uh, this is a positive step from uh, the University Maternity Hospital in Limerick. Absolutely, the HSC are to be definitely whose to be shoes seems like something that could be rolled out across other departments as well. I think. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could take that one down to the ED and see what happens. You know, maybe a few boots thrown. You know. So in uh, other news, Bernie, uh, is the budgetary services in Limerick. Uh, Mabs, money advice and yeah. budgeting service, and their um, their service for distressed borrowers and, and mortgage holders has uh, there was actually a Limerick woman who was behind a, a recent central bank decree that banks could could um, would, were to stop automatically adding the cost of legal actions onto the person's mortgage, adding interest onto those costs, uh, which is totally against all other rationale of court procedures. You know, if I sue Keen Reinhardt and I go to court and Keen Reinhardt loses, he pays my expenses. Mm-hmm. You don't start loading. I don't start loading my expenses onto you from the first day I sent a solicitor's letter and charging interest at mortgage rates on those. So it was a worker in the um, in, in the Limerick office, a dedicated mortgage arrears advisor, Linda Nolan, who actually spotted that this was being done and started to challenge it. So she's to be thanked by many of the thousands distressed mortgage holders who are already in enough trouble without having that kind of interest added to their, added to their, to their legal fees. Plus, the court may not award the legal fees. That's another, that's another question. But on foot of that, actually, Willie O'Dea, uh, Fianna, our Fianna Fáil deputy, has challenged the resources being uh, allocated to Limerick, which is a big city. And he's, he's, he's quite um, puzzled by the fact that, for instance, Waterford has, has 14 staff, while Limerick has only eight. Um, he's also produced figures for the amount that is is spent by Mavs per capita. In Limerick, it's two two euros sixty four cents. In Waterford, it's six euros ninety eight cents. Wow. Yeah. So he's he's asking. He says these are serious inequalities, and he believes that Mavs in Limerick is being starved of resources. So we asked um, the regional manager for North Munster, Michael Doherty, who says that it's not measured by head of population alone. It's measured by um, usage and demand. Uh, he says that the unemployment level in Waterford is higher than that in Limerick and Clare combined, so therefore there's more ad- there's more demand for a budgeting service. Although it's sort of it's it, it's hard to say really, you know, if you have seven people trying to handle X number of clients, fourteen people are obviously going to be able to handle more clients. Exactly. So yeah. where it's a chicken and egg situation: is it demand or is it accessibility? And I think with services like this, some people might be embarrassed to go and use them. So you might have people who are a bit standoffish by approaching. They may be, they yeah. may be. And or they mightn't even know the service is there for them. Well, I think I think the service does publicise itself fairly yeah. widely. And I think most lending institutions now, particularly with mortgage arrears, if they send out one of these standard financial forms, and at least half the population who are listening right now will know what one of those is, is including me. Um, when they send this out, they also send out a little PDF of a booklet yeah. saying, if you want MABS to get involved here, they can help you. And they, they do, they provide an excellent service, there's no Brilliant. doubt about it, because it's extremely difficult for individuals uh, when they're dealing with a very emotional issue like their own home mm-hmm. to negotiate with a bank or even to understand that they can negotiate with the bank. And guys, you can negotiate with the bank. <laughs> Just because you've got a bill doesn't mean it's what you have to pay. And MABS do provide that service and they have an excellent service here in Limerick. Um, but Willie O'Dea would like to see it get a few, a few Bob more and a few more people. Brilliant. And uh, in other news this week as well, we have uh, Lyric FM moving from 
well, meant to be moving from Limerick. Closing. And closing, yeah. So <laughs> last night they had a Keep Lyric in Limerick event on in University Absolutely, Concert Hall. Yeah, yeah. I attended and I spoke to Liz Nolan and this is what she had to say. I'd ask the people to be vocal. There is an election coming up. There is a way to, to prove your support, to prove your advocacy for the arts and culture in Ireland. I think it was a politician some years back who was asked in the middle of a war uh, why, why they weren't shutting down concerts, why they weren't economising. And he said, well, if we do that, then what are we fighting for? I think that's a very key point. In modern society, when there's so much, so much distress, so much anxiety, so, much, so many depressing facts uh, churning out every day, to have the arts and culture, to know who we are, is seminal to any society. Here at RTE Lyric FM, we're so proud to be Ireland's premier platform for the arts. And we are Limerick through and through. This is who we are. This is who we intend to be. And we're delighted to have been offered a new home by University of Limerick. We're privileged. And we're certainly going to try to act on this and to push forward our message. Bernie, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. And for all this news, you can visit limerickpost.ie or pick up this week's Limerick Post newspaper. Thank you, Keen. Have a good weekend. You too, Bernie. I'm now joined in studio once again by our arts editor, Rose Rush. Rose, our second time recording this today. I wasn't going to let on, Keen. I'm a loyal soul. <laughs> so, uh, Rose, while I was away, you were at a, a show in the Lime Tree Theatre, Translations. Ah, but, uh, now I know you're still in recovery from Five Nights in Madrid, spent with four women, correct? That's that's correct, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that loyal. <laughs> but when the way you say it makes it sound different. <laughs> Different to what? Immense fun? <laughs> Wasn't there uh, something about drinking rum until half seven in the morning and then being up three hours later to eat churros? Drinkaware.ie, Rose. I, yeah. I, you know, I, a very nice boyfriend said it to me a long time back, Rose, your problem is you can forget nothing. <laughs> you let nothing go. So, Rose, thanks for joining us today. Um, a bit about the show. You have a review up online, LimerickPost.ie. That show. Yeah, that okay, show. That show. I was at that show midweek. Um, I'm, I have huge regard for college players. I've been going to their gigs for a long, long, long time. They have a new director this year. She's Margaret Hawk of Spotlight Stage School, invited in. And she takes up, she fills pretty big shoes. Parry Castings, Dave Griffin, uh, Liam O'Brien, um, who directed an amazing Death of a Salesman for them. And who else was extraordinary? Joan McGarry Moore, who presided at their interesting, interesting launch filled with turf smoke and the smell of frying sausages out at in Valley Browns. Hedge school, you were saying. Cottage. Yeah. yeah, that was a great night. So she has, um, so expectations are high. It's a Brian Freel play, Translations. And what I suggest in my review is that it's a 19th century tragedy. That is shockingly funny in all its languages. To explain the language thing in translations, it's set, it's written in English, mostly in English. It's set in a group of Gwilgori, except we're such mutts at our own native language today. Brian Friel chose to write it in English, so the, the play would have a bigger catchment. Uh, we also have British people speaking their native language, English, within it. And we have plenty of Latin. And as Joan made the point at the Hedge School launch, uh, he had, Brian Freel had this extraordinary focus on language, its use, its misuse, its abuse, its beauty, its vulnerability to interpretation and to misrepresentation, to deceit, 
to disown, to rob. So to continue on what I what I took away from the play, which did make a big impression, and it's extraordinarily funny for all its tragedy, right? The year is 1833 in Balia it's a Donegal town, and British Dominion is charting Ireland to restamp it, fox the people, and raise taxes as their holdings are redrawn according to the new Ordnance Survey maps. So there's something about the rustic shattered schoolhouse. This is the hedge school yeah. there that frames the storybook and realism. Women really have a tough wool, wool, wool skirt scrape the floor. The stairs is a hazardous passage between Ballybug and being on the run, between Donegal and stars governed by Zeus, between ignorance and education, between safety and having your cattle shot within 24 hours, then eviction, and the village women, quote, ravished to complete the terror. And yet this hedge school is the centre of every jape, romance, hope and crushed life. So there's some standout players in it. There are two really extraordinary scenes. One is a love scene between British Lieutenant Yolland and a local girl. They don't speak each other's languages. So the courtship, it's it's both tender and... The language of love. Oh, my God. And it translates, as with love, as with the, the really key qualities to this this interesting, interesting play by Friel. There are universals to it. So you just laugh. <laughs> and, you know, and we're meant to. And but they're, they're so beautiful in what they do. And, and it's not a conventional love scene. And the other scene is extraordinary. It's between Dave Griffin playing unrecognisable in a fabulous way as the village crazy. Okay. Jimmy Jack. And he's a very, um, he's a very beautiful crazy, uh, steeped in learning scholarship, fabulous dreams. In his head, he's romancing Athena, the goddess of wisdom. And he really feels this connection with her. And when he breaks down in tears and cries at the loneliness of his life and some tiny remote outposting remained as Burnfoot. Um, you feel so much for him. But he is a, he's a wonderfully revealing and thrilling scene with Pori Hastings playing the alcoholic school voice sir, uh, Hugh O'Donnell. Um, both of them are in, they're each other's peer. Uh, both of them came up through the hedge school system, which was the only education available to Ireland. And yet the quality of their education in the classics is really evident. So this scene is, it's, it's given to us. It's in Latin, it's in Irish, spoken as English, but spoken in the Sanguega as well. And, and it's in the English language. And between what they bounce off each other, it's, I, I, I just call the, the revelation wrenching at the end. Yeah. And it's a soft landing. There are questions unanswered, which is true of every country and every person's life, I think. Yeah. So that show is on the Lime Tree Theatre tonight, Friday the 15th of November, and tomorrow, Saturday the 16th of November. So there's still okay. time to catch it. Exactly. And a you'd recommend people to go. Yeah, to go, go for the laughs, go for the history lesson, go for the joy of extraordinary artwork and writing and this beautiful staging of it. Brilliant. And um, Rose, because you told the people about me staying with the people in Madrid, oh God. I hope you don't mind me saying, earlier on you were telling me how big a fan of Fair City you were, and you've Get got to interview one of your idols in. I have every respect <laughs> for Fair City people who watch it. It's on too early in the evening. I just, yeah. you know, I turn on my TV and it's, uh, I'm, there are no soaps I follow, but there are, there are drama series I love. Yeah. I, I like Silent Witness. I like Line of Duty. I seem to have a thing about death. <laughs> um, I really like Blue Bloods and it's a feel-good show. There, there's stuff I really like to catch and the stuff I'm always chasing. But um, no, the other thing I really, really like is Johnny Ward. Okay. Yeah. And you got to have a chat with him. I did. You were working at the press launch for 
the University Panto. Council yep. holds Panto, which begins on December the 16th. The title of that Panto was Slim Expect Savers Aladdin. And Johnny Ward is their new big star. He plays Abanazar. And he's Abanazar is a wizard, by the way. A baddie. Yeah. And uh, I got this, you know, I had to steal over to Johnny Ward, who was really gracious and open and kind at this launch for all his success. Like he's just hot off the Dancing with the Stars tour. We know he made it to the final, even though he lost his much loved father within the series and just a fortnight before he lost the Dancing with the Stars 2019 final by one point only. Um, You know, he said to me, Rose, I am 32 years of age and I've been blessed Sorry, I went over and what I said to him at the launch, Kian, to finish that sentence, is how moved I was by his grace and poise and depth of feeling. He brought Dancing with the Stars after his father had passed away. The courage it took to go on and to focus and at the the acme he took it to. On a stage that big as well, yeah. But then he runs his own stage and dance school in Dublin. And uh, he came out only this week after the Anna Creasio case finalized and the boys were sentenced only then did he say that she was one of his star pupils uh that she was a a wonderful performer and loved he said by all the students and that's who anna creation was and that was so interesting to hear that and he clearly has never mentioned that or is acquainted with her how could he Mm -hmm. this is a man of dignity and, and vision so anyway, later I steal a telephone interview with him. I'd have loved to have looked in his beautiful face and heard his beautiful <laughs> voice talking into my face. You're a bit no. of a fan, Rose, so I take no, it. No, yeah. really, do you think so? <laughs> really? Anyway, he tells me, you know, Rose, I'm 32 years of age and I've been blessed with all sorts of work. Pantomime, musicals and drama. I've worked with the Oscar-winning actress Sean Penn and Frances McDormand. I've shot a pilot film in South Africa that cost 32 million. This was produced by Ron Howard, right? The one thing I have never done is play a villain in Panto. So Limerick, we are truly, truly blessed. And it sounds like his CV will be complete after this Panto gig. Mm, yeah. Do I been interviewed by me? I think so too. Of course, Rose. Mm, yeah, that's God what I meant. Courage. <laughs> God of courage in this world. So yeah, can I plug Wednesdays? You can plug Wednesdays. Okay. Yeah. Dear listener, Wednesdays in November, December, January, they can be grim. But let your Wednesdays in November not be grim if you're Limerick City or County based because at that magnificent venue, St. Mary's Cathedral, it is hosting free lunchtime concerts of extraordinary calibre. You can read the, the schedule in page 88 of Limerick Post this week. That's the arts page. Peter Barley gave it to me early. There's m- more good stuff coming up. That's every Wednesday lunchtime at 1.15. And it's A different way to spend your lunch. Exactly. Yeah. Would that it wouldn't be so far from the Limerick Post scheme. Yeah. Just, we're just totally the other side of town. So I've never gotten there for a lunchtime freebie. Anyway, the other uh, interesting event going on to brighten your dark midweek is out in Friars Gate in Kilmallock. Soulscapes is their annual winter series of exploration. It takes place in November, the month of All Souls Advent. It's a time of introspection and that goes with a little bit more hibernation that some of us do. Um, the next two Wednesdays are, are extraordinary. We have um, Desi Fitzgerald. And please look up DesiFitzgerald.com or go online for a recent interview I did with this inspirational Charleville man. I, I won't give away his story. I won't just look up DesiFitzgerald.com or Google Rolls Rush Desi Fitzgerald Limerick Post. You'll know more. He's speaking uh, next Wednesday. And thereafter, to close it out, we have John O'Connell, 
and he's the sorry Jan Connell. He's a man who wrote an interesting book called The Cow. And both of these talks interactions with the audience. It is a paid for ticket, but it's very modest. It's all about explorations of the soul, the mind, bettering ourselves, engagement, interaction. It, it's different. And the speaker who comes is always a giver, and the, it's always about stimulus and reflection at the same time. Brilliant. So there are some interesting ways to spend your Wednesdays. Here. And as always, get out and support the arts in Limerick. Mm, when you're not drinking rum and eating shows with <laughs> four or five women in a one-bedroom department, Cian. Yeah, uh, life is good, Rose. Rose, thank you very much for joining me again. I won't take up too much of your time. Thank you. Good thinking. I'm now joined in studio by host of the Limerick Post Show, Megan Scully. Megan. How are you getting on? I'm great. How are you? I'm not too bad. Yeah, I'm on a bit of a come down since my holiday. Why would you be? You're back at work. It's great. I know. Yeah, it's brilliant. It <laughs> is, yeah. and, and these cold mornings are keeping me awake. Fresh. Yeah, exactly. How was your week while I was gone? Uh, really, really <laughs> easy, actually. I mean, it was so good. You didn't to miss me at all. everything yeah. by myself. And it's good to, to hear. I feel really all. wanted yeah, now. Yeah, no, brilliant. I uh, was fine. Didn't even notice you are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to go to sleep now this weekend. <laughs> So what have you been up to for the week? Well, um, we actually had quite a busy week uh, in terms of music. A new band, Cloud 404, were in the studio for a chat with us. Um, they're kind of Limerick Tipperary band. Yeah. Um, so it was good to chat to them guys. And then Isaac Butler, who's from Dublin, um, but he's going to be, I think, the guy to watch now for 2020. So he was in Some voice. studio. Yeah, great yeah. voice as well. Um, kind of like Gavin James meets Dermot Kennedy, I thought. Meets Ed Sheridan. Yeah, cheering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not from Ireland. Um, so no, I thought they were really class. And then as well, we had a really special trip out to UHL to the hospital. We met a load of uh, type 1 diabetic children and we got to chat to them all about their type 1 diabetes and I got to chat to the doctor that is over them all as well. And it was just a really lovely kind of heartwarming trip. And they were and all very so informative. So good. Like there's so uh, much about, I think people mix up type 1 and type 2 so often. And uh, the reason we went out there was it was World Diabetes Day on Thursday and we wanted to highlight type 1 diabetes and the difference between type 1 and type 2 type 2 is the one that can be caused by a bad diet and unhealthy lifestyle type 1 is nothing to do with that at all type 1 you can be born with or you can develop um over as you grow up and it's obviously a lot more serious so it's we want to highlight a lot of issues around it and kind of break down a lot of the myths that people think and then um i got off the plane last thursday popped onto my instagram and i see Megan Scully basically flying a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. You miss a lot when you're here, actually. Yeah, so I got to go over and try out the new Embraer plane. Um, Embraer are a company that kind of make planes and then they lease them out to companies. All right, like, cool. So they like KML or one of their big clients and uh, yeah um, there was a load of uh, aviation students from UL who were like really obviously interested in everything about the plane and then they turned around and picked me to sit in uh, the cockpit for takeoff <laughs> so um, I'm sure that went down a treat with all the aviation students but oh my god it was so cool to sit there and uh, what's the, it like sitting there for takeoff so I was kind of nervous because it's actually there's it's not, where I was sitting I was in the um, is it the, the, the takeoff seat or the shoot off I don't know what's the special name for it again aviation, the aviation students <laughs> might know <laughs> and I the, the two captains or the captain pilot co-pilot were really informative and they kept telling me they were like literally telling me what everything was um, and I was a bit scared because the 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 cabin is t- like it's tiny yeah. in the cockpit like it's really kind of small so I was like oh this is really cozy um, and but is it bigger than a seat on a well no not really like I had to bend over sitting down because it's really tight and then I was my seat blocked the door so 
you couldn't get up and go out anywhere. Oh, you were, right. Obviously, you wouldn't take off. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was really peaceful, actually. I kind of, kind of couldn't get over how... Because I think when sometimes you're in the plane, you're distracted by all the people, so you don't really notice when you're going up. But when you're in the cockpit, you're like you're going through the clouds proper and you're seeing it like head on. So it was a really special experience. Cool. And I was able to see um, parts of Galway that I know and uh, I could see Dogs Bay in, in uh, Connemara when we flew over. So you could actually see things. Um, you so flew over Connemara? Yes, yeah, so we basically yeah. drove... It was like you drove. <laughs> we drove up the motorway. Your knowledge of... <laughs> So it, again me. aviation students i'm <laughs> so sorry that they picked me but what we did was when we took off we flew kind of like on the towards on along with the motorway and then where oh, you cool. get to go where you turn off um towards galway city we'll say that that's where we turned so we kind of turned with the motorway and we went down across connemara and we came around by dogs bay um and then we came by right roundstone and then we flew, flew back down across the coast cool. and landed. It was really cool. And did I read somewhere that th- this plane is meant to be a bit more eco-friendly? Yeah, it's a greener plane. They've made more space. And um, it's like, do you know what? It's funny too. Like it actually, like the air felt cleaner inside the plane. You know, sometimes when you're flying, you can smell that kind of airplane smell. Well, that's that. because you're sat around another hundred and something people. Yeah, but there was a lot of people in this plane too. <laughs> but it was just so cool. And uh, I actually was learning quite a bit because I did sit in the regular seats then for after we took off because the aviation students... With the regular students, seats with all the regular people. <laughs> no, but the aviation students <laughs> wanted to go see... It was their turn to see the cockpit. So I was like, oh yeah, well, although I was happy enough sitting there. But um, I sat down back and actually I was talking to a few of the students and um, they were explaining some of the lingo as well. So oh, I actually kind of... I kind of got a huge appreciation for planes last week between our Aer Lingus visit and that. So um, I can see why people get really like into it. Brilliant. And... Tell me this, Limerick Post Show, where can people find it? LimerickPost.e forwards slash show. Um, the show is out every Friday and of course there is different videos um, out through the week as well. So loads Brilliant. happening, loads of content. Megan Scotty from the Limerick Post Show, thank you for joining me. Gourmet Margaret. So that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt. I'd like to thank Megan Scotty from Limerick Post Show for joining me. Thank you. Rose Rush, our arts editor, and our journalist, Bernie English. And for all your news, arts, sports, entertainment, and much, much more, visit LimerickPost.ie or pick up the Limerick Post newspaper. Or you can follow us on social media at hashtag KeepingLimerickPosted. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and we really are Keeping Limerick Posted. <laughs>